Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up. Justin, you're at a different angle today. What's up with that? So, I mean, I'm, I'm like very much enjoying in my apartment right now. It got kind of a deep clean. And okay, cool. desk, the desk that's normally next to my desk uh-huh. has been totally uh, opened up. Yeah, It's not a, got a bunch of crap on it. So I've now made this my podcast desk. Wow. And then my work desk is right next door. And um, I'm feeling great. I thought I was going to be able to use this other huge monitor I have here, but I don't have uh-huh. enough ports on the, on the computer. So, gotcha. so I'm only one screen. I can't even like be Googling on the other side right now. So well, that, what are you going to, I don't know. Mean, what are you going to do? Cause you love to Google during the show. You love to wiki something. I, yes, I do. So yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll be phoning it, phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be doing that. Glad no one laughed. It was a bad joke. Um, I'm John Stenning. Justin Adam K. We are here with Alex Gagne. Alex, thank you for joining us. Yeah, man. Excited to be here. Hell yeah. We're going to break down your childhood and see of some of the things that you loved when you were a kid and maybe that you still love. Oh, yeah. See whether or not they hold up. But Alex, before we sort of get into, um, you know, the the details of your picks, A, do you have any, do you want to comment on Justin's um, setup? Now, you're not familiar with Justin's old setup, so it's not really new to you, but. No, why was this old setup pretty, pretty rough or? So it was literally maybe about four feet to Justin's left. So it's, you know, it's really not that different, but um, you know, when you do things on uh, video conferencing all the time, this is, this is what we talk about now. That's why, that's why I go blank wall. That is a blank. I go blank wall. I'm busy. I have a busy background, but yeah. Why, why the blank wall, Alex? I found for me, I, before I used to record it and have windows behind me and I get like air uh, or not air fucking light <laughs> and uh <laughs> i just found it to be more simple like watching on youtube it's like less distractions and i'm i don't have much like justin's got cool decor man like he's got all these posters yeah. that are f- really nicely framed yep i'm not i don't have that feng shui so my shit's pretty like rough looking so i, I keep it simple that's my that's my approach that's nice you know i hear you i i feel like you you nailed it though like that's the two choices like yeah. i feel like window background is like not the way to go no window's not great i get a window right here which i feel no, like gives me a nice light right here actually yeah you know? yeah yeah but like, I like the fall off on this side of my face you know <laughs> i i think about how you know what i was thinking about i i don't know maybe this maybe this isn't the right place for the um actually well, we'll not. see you're gonna say it so nah, let's just move on okay um, i'm curious how do you guys know each other we work together as bro. Oh, okay yeah okay so yeah, that's the direct when you made the director comment earlier alex that's like just it's like basically getting ready for for the work week i was i was gonna tell john i didn't want to get too nerdy with the photo stuff i was gonna be like you could throw up a little silk little 12 by right there you got because yeah, your yeah. side of your face coming a little hot but you know i didn't want to yeah. get too technical over here <laughs> yeah so alex alex has worked on set with me a good amount of times now Alex, i'd say maybe around 10 times or so right um yeah, yeah definitely but uh you but you also are a photographer you That's take great great photos yeah um primarily what i do yeah so like well you know we'll talk about your instagram and shit later but oh man and like i think that might it's interesting people with video backgrounds we're going to talk about skateboarding videos and like um for me that was like sort of big but alex like what kind of media did you ingest as a kid Was, was it a lot of like you know, movies or TV or like magazines or, or anything like, you know, what were you into when you were younger? 
Oh, like besides the other stuff that like the one I picked for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Besides like the specifics, like, did okay. you know, did you watch a lot of movies? Did you listen to a lot of music? Was it a mix of those things? Or did you just spend or did a lot you of time just outdoors? skateboard all the time yeah, sure. and you like right. didn't yeah. have time to watch like, yeah, well, like, shit in the house from like yeah. age from like age 11 until like probably like 23, like skateboarding was all I did. So I did it. I never got into video games more so just because my brother, he kind of hogged the video games. So I just never really got into it. Yeah, so I know that experience. Skateboarding, but as far as movies and stuff, I always remembered like uh, I love I love The Sandlot. That's always one of my classic yeah. movies. And then um, skateboard magazines, like there there used to be a lot back in like the nineties. There was like one that was called Big Brother, which was really like kind of out there. It was owned by like Larry Flint, who publishes Hustler. Yep. And their their content was a little more edgy. They do some crazy shit. Uh, it was skateboarding. They were the vice of skateboarding. They're really even crazier than vice. They're vice <laughs> like wants to be crit, you know, like vice is like, like tries hard to have that label to be like, edgy. We're edgy. Yeah. 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 But it somehow seems very cookie cutter. At well, the same they, time. they were like, they might've been back in the day. I don't yeah, know. 15 yeah. years ago. Now sure. vice yeah. is corporate now. Hell yeah. Right. Super right. corporate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this that's of skate magazines, which I actually miss a lot now because there's only one left. There's Thrasher, and that's like the last standing okay. one. Yeah, hell yeah, Thrasher. Uh, which is kind of a bummer because I, I enjoy looking at magazines still, and it's just like every year it's just like more and more kind of go out of business because it's like yeah. it's like it's a different like I like sitting down. It's just like obviously most of the content everyone consumes is like online on your phone, which is good, but I think it's a different experience kind of being able to hold the magazine or like yeah or something that, that's kind of the stuff i still got i got like four rubbermaid containers of like 500 skate magazines still at my house wow just kept them all and I, I still look at them sometimes because it just kind of makes you think back to those memories simpler times i guess yeah that sounds yeah. awesome so i mean so you oh sorry i was just gonna say very similarly not so i was a big video gamer and i at like back in the day i subscribed to like four or five video game magazines at at a time nintendo power Nintendo Power, um, Electronic Gaming Monthly. What would, it, what, what would those magazines tell you? Would they give you like like the, the the cheat codes and stuff like that, or was it more just like here's the new video video game coming out, or like one one was specifically about cheat codes, like tips and tricks. Yeah, uh, that was like what it was, and then um, the other three. Yeah. One was like Nintendo Power, so it was all about Nintendo specifically in various. Did, were you the things. Were you the kid with? Did you have the glove? Were you like the kid in school who had the Nintendo glove? I wish I had a Power Glove, <laughs> but I never had one. Wow! There was always one kid in school. It was like that motherfucker. Yeah. He always he had the glove, and he had like the best Super Soaker. He had like the double barrel Super Soaker, and you're just sitting there with like the single. <laughs> yeah, fuck that kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that kid spoiled. I just got the lime green, which is a classic. The yellow lime green. Hell yeah. so that was yep. the OG one right there. Yeah. There's a super funny video of um on YouTube. I I don't know if you just search like giant super soaker, basically, I'm sure it'll come up. But it's some guy, he like recreated that lime green one, but like with like um with like nitro, nitrous oxide or something in it what or some fuck? crazy thing. And so like the yeah, thing what? shoots at an insane power level. Oh. And like so he had all of his neighbors and kids in the neighborhood and everything try to like come at him. And then he just like stayed back with his and just like, I mean, it was like a fire hose. He's like blasting these kids. It was like very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. They're, like 
Yeah, that was like the staple as a kid. Like if you had the dope, if you had the dope uh, super soaker and if you had like a sick BMX bike, like if you had like a GT or like a dyno, like you were really killing it. That was like driving a Benz or something back as a kid, you know? A Haro with no front brakes so you could spin the That's fucking... That's right. So you could On a gyro. That's like, yeah. that was their... Yeah, or with the gyro. With the, the or with gyro. the gyro, sure, sure. You had like some sick pegs, like some real good, like yep. chrome, chromed out. Yeah, pegs you're only putting on, on one side. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, so Alex, you know, you talk about, you sort of talk about skateboarding a lot or like action sports too, you know, did you have a BMX bike or were you mostly just skateboarding? Uh, I mean, I had a BMX bike when I was probably, I think I got one when I was like probably nine or 10 or something. Yeah. And I think like every, every, like probably every town, I don't know, maybe not like there's someone, some kids will build like some dirt jumps or something in the town in the woods or something. Yeah. So a little bit of that, but I never got like, I never got so into it that I was like good, uh, but I definitely had, I remember I had a, I think I had a, I think it was called a Dino VFR and I was like psyched. I think I got it for Christmas and I was just like so pumped. I had like a sick bike, uh, but yeah, I never got into it the way that I got into skateboarding. Like once I got into skateboarding, it was just kind of consumed everything. Right. So that sort of dictated uh, like your media consumption, right? Because you were reading skateboarding magazines. Were you watching skate videos or like getting your hands on VHSs at the time or like stuff like that? I think it took, me, it took me like a few years to even figure out that they had because uh, like, as you know, back they didn't even have the Internet back then. So it's right. just kind of it took I think I probably skated for like a year or two before I even knew there was like skateboard magazines and videos. Yeah. But I actually remember picking up my first it was trans world skateboarding. And we were at uh, it might have been like Blockbuster or maybe yeah, I think it was Blockbuster or like Hollywood video, maybe the rental stores and they yeah. sold because you know at the checkout they'd have like magazines candy yeah. and i still remember i was like oh shit a skate magazine it was like a red cover and i picked it up and i was like with my mom I was like we gotta get this we gotta get this and she <laughs> bought it for me and i still have it and it was that's just, awesome like, and that just kind of opened up the doors for me because i was just like i didn't know there was like this whole world of like pro skateboarders and all these different companies right and you got to look at all the guys from like california and around the world and I was just, and then from there, I was just like, oh, there's like videos and all these different things. It, it was pretty amazing. So two questions. Uh, how old were you at this moment that you've now been skating for a year? So like what year did you start? You were eight? Is that, yeah, is that right? Yeah. So I was probably like 11 or 12. It was like 95. I started skating in 95. So I was like 11, maybe going on 12. Okay. Okay. So you're like 13. You're at the rental store. You're getting this, the magazine. And where did you grow up? Did you grow up on the East Coast? Like, are you a Rhode Islander or uh, what's... Um, I moved around a little bit as a kid. I was born in Minnesota and then we moved to like Los Angeles and then we lived in New Jersey for a little while. And then I, I, I first picked up skateboarding. We moved to Maryland where I lived for like three years. Um, and that's kind of I first dis- discovered skateboarding right before I moved out. But then I moved here to Franklin, Mass, which I've been at since I was like 11. Oh, okay. All right. So that's, that's where you've been skating, like Massachusetts. Yeah. Massachusetts. Got it. And did your but, town have a skate park? Yeah. Sorry, John. Was it, no, that's what I was going to say. Like skate park. Are you like, or are you doing shit just like wherever you can, you know, like, like, yeah, it was town just hall like, or whatever. yeah, no, like no skate park in Franklin. There was a skate park in the town next to mine in Bellingham, Mass. And it was called eight ball skate park. And it was this kind of this rugged, uh, skate park in this kind of old, like kind of, I don't even know how you tin roof building it was this kind of a crappy building um but i didn't start going there until a little bit later early on it was just kind of skating in your in your neighborhood and it was just like kids like 
you kind of trying to build your own ramps with this right. like, plywood and like taking like literally taking like the recycling bins and like propping up plywood on that and this any random like junk you kind of put together getting like some pvc pipe and trying to make a rail uh everybody in the neighborhood and i think one kid had like a quarter pipe in my neighborhood and that was like that rules Dude, wow, when, that yeah. ha- when that happened, that was like that was like next level. Like everyone was yeah. just like at this kid Sean's uh, driveway because at that point I never skated a ramp, so I was like, "Oh shit!" And then you get to yeah. learn learn how to drop in and all that. So that was kind of the next step, I guess. Yeah, because that's sort of like the sport of skating can be sort of limiting based on what you're you're available to, like in terms of obstacles right like because if you're only building little mini ramps and stuff it, that might sort of dictate that you're just doing a lot of like flat street stuff flat ground yeah. stuff right you know which what i'm is, saying which is like it's funny yeah you're right you're totally right uh i still I, flat ground skating is still my favorite just like going yeah. to a parking lot and just kind of doing those basic tricks but you are right like if you don't have like the rails and like the different like mini ramps and stuff you're just not going to learn that uh especially like vert vert skating which right. is like it's so funny like probably mainstream people when they think of skateboarding they think of like vert skating like sure. on the x games and stuff but in reality like so few people live near a vert ramp because there's not that many of them even like back right. then and now it's like next to none so is this like even for me growing up i think i went to like i went to woodward skate camp when i was younger which is like all skateboarding wow. camp. and that was That's the first sick. time i saw a, a a vert ramp and it was this like it was like I arrived like the Taj Mahal or yeah. something. It was like crazy. Larger than life. I was and like, it, I've seen this. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting, right? Because like, especially back then, when you were making the point about like you didn't know that there was like a skate culture, right? Like you yeah. didn't know there was a magazine or video. And like the like the best you and your friends are doing is like riding around on the street, which like I, you know, I don't know if your streets were like tar, but like ours, you know, where I grew up, it was like it was like it wasn't concrete, but it it was rocky, right? Like yes. it wasn't like it's smooth it's more skating asphalt. On. It's not smooth. Yeah, so potholes too. It's a lot like of bad potholes. Weather. So like, you're yeah, it's just New like, England. Yeah, and so you're not doing anything. You're just riding it, and you wouldn't know right. to yep. do a trick, like yep. other than a ramp. But like the as you were saying, ramps were like nothing, right? So like it's just like you're super unexposed to anything because without having a park of any kind, you don't see what you can even do like the yeah. imagination at least I, for me I, I had no imagination that anything existed till i had some kind of park exposure or you know i knew that like i saw a magazine after some point like but i, I don't know it, it's just very yeah, no, it's, interesting it's, to see that I know, think. it's funny and it, it can go both ways because like there'll be like i remember kids there was like a uh, skate park in Cambridge called ZT Maximus back in the day and they actually had like a small vert ramp and ramps and I had a couple of friends that I grew up there and when I met them they were like they were like on another level because they had yeah. they'd grown up skating ramps and I was just like what the fuck but then their flat ground skills weren't as tight as like some of the other kids because they didn't skate the street as much so it's just kind of like one or the other so it's just kind of interesting and yeah he would always kind of joke and be like, you're, you're, you're a park dog. Like, you're a park <laughs> dog. That's what they say stuff like that. Cause like, you're this like a park rat or something like you don't yeah. leave the skate park. <laughs> it's, it's so funny too. Cause like, I feel like you're right. Like our, our generation, like, I don't know. We grew up with Tony Hawk. Yeah. Like Tony Hawk. I don't know if that's like a popular skater to a 15 year old right now. Not Everyone maybe. knows who Tony Hawk is. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so for and Tony Hawk was a vert guy. Like that's what yeah. he made popular. Whereas yep. like now, 
I mean, you watch, I, you know, I subscribe to whatever, like the do tour Facebook yep. page. I somehow like that at some point. So like I see little 30 second clips in my Facebook feed all the time, but all they're ever showing is like street, the street, competition street. from street yeah. cop, like street comps and like well, and the, the Olympics, which was supposed to happen uh, like right now, actually. Yeah. Um, they're not even having a vert in the Olympics, which is right. uh, there's a lot of pro vert skaters who are really angry about that because, you know, vert skating was like, the kind of I wouldn't say the foundation, but early on that was a big made it part. big. Well, Tony yep. Hawk made skating so big, and like yeah. yep. you know, we're sort of you're sort of talking about like Justin. You mentioned like not necessarily knowing about certain culture. The culture was growing as we were growing, like right. So like, sure, it's probably more like skate culture maybe started a little bit young, like the the like the generation of skateboarders you're sort of steve peralta caballero tony hawk those dudes right yep. they're what they're like almost 60 55 60 years old yeah like right? steve, steve cab's like 55 but it's crazy yeah uh, dude, actually, he fucking rips dude i just actually interviewed one of the dudes that was skated for Pau peralta and that's like, awesome yeah like uh, two weeks ago and i was tripping out because i was like man you're 50 years old and you're still a professional skateboarder yeah and it's, it's just yeah. it's just because he he was there from the beginning and he's like right. uh he's i don't know how to uh he's almost like a i don't know godfather yeah yeah just like like i don't know certain athletes uh, they'll always be around like bill russell right. he they always show him on celtics game like he, right he's just such a legend of a the, staple of, of the sport and it's yeah, just like absolutely. those guys are they're always going to be like tony hawk's going to be around forever yeah it's so cool right but um, I think the point I was just more like getting at is like, so eventually you'll learn Tony Hawk is like who he is and, yeah. you know, whatever. But like, uh, who's, you have the not the Nyjah kid, right? Nyjah yeah. Houston? Yeah, yeah, Houston. His last name. yeah, yeah, right. So he got, he was pro at nine years old. Yeah. Yep. And like, you know, whatever, he's 19 now. It's been 10 years. But like, he's like a street skater. And then he's you like had, um, oh my God, he's 30. He's like, um, yeah, he's like 25 or 30. Insane. Yeah. So but you have like kids like him. You have, who's the, the Sheckler, right? Yep. Like he was, yep. I mean, he's Ryan probably Sheckler. too old for most people now too. But like, yep. um, he was like the generation after when sure. people started talking about these kids, I was like, uh, if they're not Tony Hawk, I, or I don't know who they are. Like, you know what I That's mean? That's so funny. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. But like, I don't but you know. know what I'm like, at? like you, you kind of knew who they were. I still know who they were, but it's just like, that's like, uh, you know, for me, like, just thinking about basketball not that i was a huge fan but it's like oh i like michael jordan scotty pippen charles bar everyone in space Jam. It's, yeah it's just like an entry. Allen iverson it's, yeah whatever lebron yeah, yeah. i don't know they're not as good as the people i like Allen so iverson whatever is what you just said get <laughs> you know what? Allen iverson here, had grit man Dude, take, that iverson, take that back take that honestly he changed <laughs> basketball dog don't even get me started listen this the point guard wouldn't be what it was today Jam without Allen iverson just basketball he, he, he said charles he, barkley <laughs> charles barkley wasn't even in space jam so what the fuck are you talking about Allen iverson played so hard he had to retire early Oh, Charles Barkley was in Space Jam. I'm sorry. Yeah, Allen <laughs> Iverson played so hard. Oh, come on, dude. Get out all, of here. All I'm trying to get at is like, to some degree, I guess it's like with all things, uh, my generation, whatever generation you are that you grew up with, that's the best one. That's no, it. I hate that. That is so dumb. That is why nostalgia is toxic. I got into a little bit of an argument with my mother-in-law about this because I absolutely hate that so much. Oh, it was so much better back then. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's not better than everything was with rose tinted glasses. That's, That's bullshit. Right. Yeah. That's, it's like, oh, it's like, I, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, things like, are so complicated. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like when people say now, like, oh, there's no good music anymore. I'm like, dumb. No, that's yeah, not dumb. even true. It's just you're you're not doing you're not taking any effort to like yeah. go find stuff. You're just you're taking whatever like 10 songs they force feed you on the internet and on 100%. the radio. It's 100%. like you actually do a little digging, there's some cool shit out there. Well, and that's yeah. that's a big part of it, right? Is that like with all things, mm-hmm. we all as we get older have limited time. And yeah. so we go with what we know and we go with what we had when sure. we had the time to go digging that we found True. for ourselves. And so yeah. now for us, that's ours. That's our stuff. I'm yeah. telling and, you, I yeah. I look forward to every Friday to see what new music is out. Yeah. You know. Do you still buy vinyl? I don't Justin buys a lot of vinyl. I do not. Um, but like I look on Apple Music every single Friday, like it's, if it's not something that I have um like anticipated, Justin's showing off all of his vinyl. Um, oh, if shit. it's not something that I would have like heavily anticipated, I still look and see like, oh, who put out what? And, you know, I'll just fucking listen to whatever because it's just at my fingertips, you know? Dude, uh, so I, easy I miss to going to, to like record stores. I remember in my town they had, I think it was called like Coconut Records or something I like that. I worked there. Yeah, Coconuts. dude. Love it was it. sick, man. It was like an event. It was like something to do. It was like, oh, man, I'll go check out the tapes. I'll go check out the posters, all that yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so, like, it's a it's a weird thing that I, I feel like I'm in a – personally, I'm in a weird position about how I, I feel about, like, new music, right? Yeah. So, A, I recognize that there's always going to be good music. Yeah. There's always going to be new good music coming out, like, from – like, Always. And to say that there's no good music right now in today's world, that is the most ridiculous sentence. But for me, I'm in like, I follow the bands that I started following, you know, back in high school and, you know, middle school that I like latched onto. I've stuck with them. It's not like that album that I found in middle school is the only thing that I know, which is like the case for like, I feel like a lot of people where it's like, oh, I only like that one or I only know the one album. And it's like, yeah, that band made like 10 more albums. And like, in my case, I have bought all 10 of those albums. I have been with that band forever. I see them live whenever. Like, So I'm always looking for the new music from the do, artists that I do you, do you? But do you find yourself, like you have that band you've been following for, since you're a kid. Do you find yourself listening to the, the same stuff, that the songs that you remember like when you first started listening to them? Or you still listen to their new stuff just as much, you think? I probably only listen to the new stuff more often than not because the way that the cycles in music is so easy now that it's like, okay, so like the new album's out, I'm going to like kind of ingrain this into my brain. And by the time that's ingrained, there's like another album from another band that's like the new stuff. And so like the next thing you know, like the only playlist I listen to to try to like keep up with what's happening is like the albums from 2020. So I'm only listening to 2020. Like my, that's my playlist right now. It's just like the albums that I'm into in 2020 that came out this year. Um, But you know, Every now and then it's like, oh, let's do a whole shuffle of some band and go back. But like for the most part, like it tends to just be that the newest thing is what I'm listening to, that which I think is very th- odd for most people. I don't think yeah, that's how everyone is kind of. I find myself like because it, it, it's so interesting how you consume music now. Like with, with Spotify, you can have your like list, and I'll find myself like I, I don't keep adding new stuff, so I just keep listening to like the same twenty songs. And I find myself I'm like, damn, I gotta like add some more shit to my like folder or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yep. So music, big part of skating. How much, so like um, getting into, what was your pick today? You, you kind of tell us, what did you pick today? Oh yeah. I picked 411. Oh my God. Oh shit. 411 video magazine, which was a uh, bi-monthly 
you you could get us. You are a, holding a cassette tape right now. So every, we all just went like, oh shit. Oh yeah, what did I say? Cassette. Yeah, yeah, yeah you said VHS. Cassette. Sorry, music. Yep. What issue is that? This is forty. Uh, Hell yeah. May June two thousand. This was a this was a good. Uh, speaking of music, this is actually how I found uh, uh, Common Sense, the the rapper. Oh yeah. This is when Common Sense was like before he was like sponsored by the Gap and all like was a movie star. This was like yep. when he was still just straight like hip hop. Uh, that's how I found him on here. But yeah, Common. Every, everyone else knows him as Common. Okay, Common. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Common I, Sense. Oh, is, I had no idea yeah. those were. I assumed same those person. were different rappers. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would find music. Yeah. Four One Video Magazine. Like I said, it was this a bi monthly uh, skateboard uh, video that came out. And they would just kind of profile different skaters and they 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 profile like there's like contests going on. They'd have like a little section in there. But yeah, it was that it was a way I actually discovered a lot of music, the stuff I would find in video, because you'd you'd watch a guy's part and you would love you'd love his skating. And if you, you liked the song, it was like you you you'd want to listen to it, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's like I do the same thing with snowboarding videos. Yeah, yeah. So like that's in early college, I learned how to snowboard from watching videos like this, right? Like, you know, and I wanted to make a playlist of those songs so that like, oh yeah, I'm like channeling the the part in that video and I'm going to like be good at snowboarding now. Yeah. So I don't know if that, that I'm it assuming. Can, it can make similar. or break a part. Like you could have like a, a, like I could be great at skating, but if the song sucks, like you don't even want to watch the part because it's just like annoying. But it can go even the same other way. It could be just be like kind of average tricks, but a great song, and you'd be like, "Oh, this part's awesome!" Elevate, That's right? Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, four hundred one video magazine. So, like, there is no magazine. It is a VHS tape. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they called it magazine. <laughs> Are you on a? Um, I was very unfamiliar with it. I, I guess I've seen this logo forever yeah. and never sort of realized what it was. Yep. Is this a subscription service that you had as like a uh, a kid that like you I got a tape in the mail or you had to I go never, to the skate shop? No, I, I, this is like an interesting point I was going to talk about. I never had the subscription this because uh, my folks wouldn't pay for it because it was still expensive back then. Oh, I, I think it was, I think it was like thirty bucks an issue or something like that. It might have been forty. I forget because it only came out every other month. So every once in a while, I'd get one maybe for Christmas or like had a couple bucks and I'd buy an issue. Um, but I never had a subscription. You could just they'd sell them at the skate shop um, and people would look forward to it. Like at, you knew it was coming. Like it was like the next month are the new issues coming and you, you'd go out and you want to go buy it. And you'd like uh, actually back then, cause same thing. It's so funny to talk about like internet. Like it doesn't seem that long ago, like when YouTube and these things weren't there, uh, but you would actually have to trade. Like my friend would be like, I got issue 38. Can I borrow issue 32? Oh, and you'd nice. like trade videos because you'd be like sick of it, watching the same one over and over. So it was just kind of like, you'd always just kind of be trading videos between friends and stuff. Oh yeah. It, it's like kind of crazy to think because you're absolutely right. And like snowboarding videos were the same way. That yeah. stuff was like $35, $40 for like, a, you know, an hour long DVD or, um, you know, an hour long, yeah. like VHS tape. And so it's kind of like, damn, like that's a lot of money for now. I think generally speaking, those kinds of, these kinds of like products or these movies, they have tons more replayability than like your standard movie. Yep. I think, cause it's like fun to always pop it in, 
because it's like kind of like having just an album almost like a playlist that's like made for you especially back then right yeah if you're just like hanging around with your friends and stuff you just kind of like pop it in it's like background noise and you can exactly and we get older you might be drinking a couple beers or something and skate videos in the background and it's just like you don't you can just kind of just be talking amongst your friends and it's just kind of there and it's just kind of it's like an easy watch totally totally um but i think that that price point like i feel like that's what maybe i killed that kind of thing like it's so rare to like i don't know i don't think company do companies still put out um of any like extreme sport yeah they still do videos i feel like they very very rare like some of the bigger companies will like nike does um like they'll do one like every five years or so but yeah it kind of that's the thing within skateboarding now everyone just kind of talks about like how like social media and everything kind of ruined the skate video, like the long format, like hour long video, because now like it is a business like anything else. So it's like pro skateboarders, their Instagram is like their, their feed. So it's like, if you can just put out like clips every other day and just get your, get your uh, followers up and that's how they get more uh, bigger contracts and sell more boards. Cause like most pro skateboarders, they, they get a percentage, they get a couple bucks for, for each board they sell. So it's like there's no incentive for uh, a company to spend $100,000 or more like making these videos because they don't need to do it anymore. So it's pretty right. rare now. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that like it'd be sick if they could, you know, do it, but like I, somehow do it more, more cost effective to produce. Yeah. And then, you know, it'd be fun to like put, but you don't even need to like put it on physical media. You just have to like, put a fucking youtube well now now, well now now the big thing is like if you have a part on thrasher.com like that's like the the top now like if you like niger like when he puts out like a like a part he'll put it on thrasher.com and that'll be like a big deal um right and they all just have their own youtubes i mean it's just like some people will i think some people will appreciate it because you can appreciate the history behind it you know behind the skate video and why or like how that would highlight certain skaters and new moves or or new brands you know whatever you know whatever it be in terms of gear but like it's so much easier to just go to someone's instagram you know like yeah. that's yeah. not good yeah it's like it's just everything it, like every business everything's just like how fast can we turn right. it out how fast we can turn it out right like the best ones john you you guys both probably know spike jones Hell the yeah. movie director he got his start in skateboarding yeah and he's still part owner of girl skateboards and i'll, I'll send you the guys the links but when they put out a video girl and chocolate skateboards they Hell were like yeah. they were the best because spike jones would do all the like intro videos and they would do like yeah. crazy crazy stuff like full-on like acting and like skits and stuff and like when when i was a kid and those videos came out which was like maybe once every like seven years sometimes 10 that was like the biggest deal like yeah it was like a whole event because those it wasn't just like a skate video it was just like a whole it was like a movie well that was one thing that i noticed about these videos that you shared with us right so you sent us a few links to different um issues mm-hmm. quote unquote issues that were on youtube that they were on youtube um yeah. but watching Justin them, thinks it's cute that they're issues like you can't just get past the fact that it's just a video magazine you're like issues yeah i'm air quoting because it's not i mean it's it a, is that's what they decided to call it that's, that's what fine. they decided to call it yeah. yeah but my point my point being um they were like i, I guess like hard to follow like they didn't 
they didn't There's just not like a story. No, I know. So I'm I'm saying that as like I compared to these snowboard videos I had in college, yeah. where like they would give somebody they actually would have like a few little sort of skits in in the middle, and like you kind of would see the the um the riders. Yep. In that, so you kind of knew who they were, like a little bit of their personality, and then it was like, oh, we're showing the Pat Moore part now, yeah, and like that's he got the- like a full song of Pat Moore. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. this was like they said cut, somebody's cut, cut. name and then it, the cuts were like so fast and um yeah. it yeah. kind of like made it really I, for me like it made it harder to follow and like appreciate yeah the work that this guy had done because it wasn't even like watching him do the same stair stair set like it wasn't the same person doing the same stair set with different tricks or beefing it three times before he hits it yeah. like it was just yeah, yeah th- th- this format was a lot different than like if you bought like a like a, a skate team like like i said girl skateboards or birdhouse tony hawk's company yep you're gonna get a lot more personality because you're gonna get all the footage of like those guys going on tour and m- a lot more like b-roll stuff whereas yeah. this this is a little different and it's actually this is an actually interesting point so if you're a pro skateboarder back then you would save your best footage for like the t- the company video, so if yeah. you skated for Birdhouse, you would you'd save your best footage for the, your Birdhouse part, and then you your other clips, like stuff that's still good but not as good, you'd probably save for your four one one video magazine part because it was this kind of like different tier. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but it is a whole different kind of format. It's more it's more art house to me. I think like the company videos. Yeah. No, no. To me, the four one one stuff is lay is way more like it like up for interpretation whereas like the company videos are hey we're trying to sell you on this group of seven skaters you know like check them out and check out why these boards are cool this is more just like because like i'm looking at like the common sections you know so like they had news sections but then they had like they had road trip sections where they were talking about how you do like what you were doing on tour and sometimes it was just like fucking around like they that's were all just, it was. Yeah. like what 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 shit they were eating from the gas station or whatever because shooting I off fireworks up, at each other <laughs> yeah i ended up watching so many of these and now my use like I, I watch a lot of skate videos as is like all yep. the time i watch rodney mullen like videos probably once or twice a week that's i fucking classic. love him so much and so it's already sort of in my youtube algorithm and so now that I watched like maybe five or six of these and like skipped around between them, I'm getting more and more of them recommended to me. And so like, I think I'll just yeah. let autoplay happen. And you see all these, like, it is different where they were like trying to tell new story. They were trying to be more like a, I think that's why it's called a magazine because it's like, Hey, here's a little bit of news. Here's a puff piece. Here's like a, a comedy section. Yeah. Whereas like those like birdhouse chocolate videos, as dope as they were, they are more like what Justin was saying. You know, this like one dude going at this set of like 20 set, 20 set of stairs at over and over and over again until he lands it. And then he lands it and they fucking lose their minds. And then and they would spend like up. five years working on that video where four right. on one, they'd pay maybe right. like this pro skate, maybe like six months or something. Right. So it's different. Right. And I think four on one's more geared towards like the diehard, like, like skate so rap, too. skate yeah. rap person who like, because for me as a kid, it was this like anything as you guys know, anything you're like obsessed with, like you, you you'll like analyze everything, look at every magazine. So I was just like, because they would have, well, let me look at here. So they have like profile. That would be like the big part. That was like the every issue they have the profile of like the 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 big pro. Right. And then they would have like 
they'd cover the contests like because back in the day like in the 90s they'd have like uh in europe uh they'd have these big contest series in the summer like in prague um like all over the place and they would like showcase that and you kind of get to see some of the european skaters who you knew but you didn't get to see as much footage as, as usual from them um so it's just kind of yeah, I think, yeah, foreign ones is more kind of geared towards more like diehard skate rats versus like the more kind of bigger production team videos, you know? Yeah, totally. Do you think, um, so do, I, I definitely, well, do I assume you remember. There, what? What? Uh, what was that, Alex? What do you guys freeze there? I think so. Oh, I think there was a little bit of a frozen moment. Um, no word. I was just going to ask, Alex, did you get the CCS magazine? Yeah, it's actually like uh that's how I got my first skateboard from CCS magazine. Uh, so you got I think pick- we all did. Yeah. I only bought one because then after a while, if you kept buying your shit from CCS, like all the other skaters would clown on you because they're like, you got to go support your local skate shop, which is very true. So I only bought I only bought one board from them. But I remember being a kid and being like, you look through, you like pick your wheels, how you going to match it, like what yeah. grip tape you're going to get. It was, it was a fun thing for sure. Um. Well, so do you, I guess part of me as I was watching this video, the 411 videos, was like, I feel like this goes hand in hand with CCS. Like, I feel like when you got a CCS magazine, I should have got this tape to go with it. Well, and they, it they, really, they sold it in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, that makes sense. They um, weren't like, they weren't connected, but the, if you, back in the day in CCS, you could buy videos, like you could yeah. buy clothing. Um, you could buy 411 via CCS. I don't think I ever did. I think I bought them all this from the skate shop near my house. Yeah. You always went to like the same skate shop growing up? Yeah, it was like this skate park. I mentioned it earlier. It was called 8-Ball, which is in oh, Bellingham. Yeah. And like looking back now, I can't believe my mom actually dropped me off there because the dude who owned it was like a full-blown alcoholic. This like nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily nothing bad happened. But like looking back now, it's kind of funny because all the dudes were kind of little rougher but isn't that kind of interesting where it's like growing up like skate parks there was like true i i guess i don't know if this phrase is right but like true skate parks where like maybe you had to pay a fee to get in and like they were privately owned and like you had to fill out a waiver to go in and now it feels like those don't exist anymore and instead it's like every town in their um you know in their like general like park where all the baseball fields and basketball courts are there's like a small skate park there too and i'm sure there are still pro like you know privately owned ones but it feels like a lot of those it's just very tough because uh, yeah my friend um i think like because there's been so many there was like a really amazing one that was open maybe for like six years down in newport rhode island yeah Island. that was the best park man that park was so good there was that one. Then there was like uh, my buddy owned one in Shrewsbury um, that kind of changed names like over the course of like 15 years. But it's just no one who opens a skate park is going to make money. It's not a good money making endeavor. Even skate shops, it's so tough to make money. So you have to love it. But I, yeah, it is true. Like the indoor parks, which I mean, the skaters in New England desperately need it's just hard to maintain because it's the amount of like insurance coverage and this, the square footage of the building you're renting. It's just, I think as long as I've been skating, the longest the skate park kind of lasts is like, if you can last like five years, like an indoor skate park, like that's a pretty good run. And usually every so often, like some, another one will open up. There's a few, there's one in New Hampshire called Rye Airfield uh, skate park, which is like a big one. 
Um, but yeah, the, the indoor skate park thing is tough, but you are right. There's, they're building some really amazing skate parks in New England right now. Like there's a really a couple really good ones in Boston. There's one in Hyde Park, one under the Zakem Bridge. So I was going to ask, have you been to the one under the Zakem Bridge? I have. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it just always is really packed. Um, and there's this, but now there's like some really amazing ones opening. There's one on Cape Cod that just opened this summer in Sandwich, which is like, it's like one of the best skate parks in all of New, like New England. It's wow. just, it's just a cement park, really good. Um, so it's, it's really good to see some towns just kind of putting money into skate parks and like good stuff. Cause when I grew up, they had like some skate parks, but it was all like prefabricated stuff. And they would hire like the same dudes that were pouring concrete for like housing foundations. They would hire them to build the skate parks. They don't right. know what the fuck they're doing. They have no so idea that, what they're doing. They're just right. putting elements like. So yeah, right. exactly. So yeah. now the people that are building all these amazing skate parks, they're, they're skateboarders themselves. And that's right. all they do. They build skate parks around the world. And that's like the only thing they do. Yeah. That's dope. That's yeah. so cool that they're yeah. putting money into shit like that. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's because I feel like there are more skaters now than ever. And there are more skaters now than ever that were skaters when they were kids and they're now adults and they're yeah. like able to do something about it. Um, yeah. And it's dope. I, you know, I, I think the Zakem bridge skate park in particular, the story of that is amazing where it's like, kids were always under there and they, and then like, I, I don't know the full story anymore, but it's like, so then some lady was like, this is private property, get out. And they're like, we have no place to go. And she's like, all right, well, if you can raise half the money, I'll give you the other half the money so that you have a place to go. So you're not on my property anymore, yeah, or something yeah. like that. And then, and then the kids did it and she followed through. So then they had the money and then it was like, it sat in like hell at the permit level or whatever at the city to actually oh. make, Oh, it took decades. Decades. It, yeah. yeah. Like it opened since moving here. And I know it like started in the nineties to like get that done. Yeah. Which is, like, you know, it, it was interesting. I, I actually photographed that woman and then Andy McDonald too, for the Boston globe when they were like breaking ground. And it was just kind of interesting talking to them. It was like, it was interesting to see the process of like how many, it was like watching like government in action. It was just like so many, moving parts and there's like the bureaucracy of like trying to make something happen it was this uh because like i said it took decades but it, and then van's shoes actually donated i think they donated like a million dollars to help build the skate park because if you go there they actually have like a bank and it's like checkered pattern like vans oh, like cool. and that was just kind of like a no ode to them i guess yeah yeah so um, so I have two questions, two more, like uh, maybe there's more things we could talk about, but you are wearing a Spitfire brand hat and it looks right. like it's pretty, pretty worn. So how Bro. long have you had that hat? <laughs> I've had it for a month. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. And sweat. <laughs> I bought it a month ago. I've just it's been, been like the hottest month a lot of the year. Like, so yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, I sweat a lot. That's what it is. It's not even that old. <laughs> I was ready to be like, yeah, I've been wearing this since yeah, I was 13 years old. Like I love yeah. this hat. I'm kind of bummed because I look kind of like, it looks pretty grody, but I like it. So whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so like you're a professional photographer now. You also, uh, you know, you yeah. work with John at Hasbro and stuff, but like, Rose there, are yeah. you, are you, am I back? Am I back? Or am I still frozen? What? John, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it froze. Yeah, you might start over here. Froze there. Sorry, guys. That's no, like, no problem. No, that's, no worries. That's that like COVID. That's that like COVID freeze. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just gonna ask your professional uh, photographer now. Have you shot? Like, do you do a lot of like in your free time? Do you shoot a lot of skate 
footage? Uh, not anymore. I used to. That was like my goal growing up. And I actually like a couple of my friends became pro skateboarders and still are. And I, I did. I was lucky enough to have some stuff published like in Thrasher and like the skateboard mag and some stuff like that. Um, but I don't really shoot too much skating anymore. But I did. That was like that was just kind of my start in photography is this shooting, skating, shooting, skating. Um, but yeah, like we were saying before, making money in the skateboard industry is really tough. So I, yeah. I realized. Like, <laughs> yeah. You do it for your passion, not for the money. There's probably like maybe like four four guys that actually can make a living at uh, professional like skateboard photography. And those are all the guys that work for like Vans or I got yeah. a buddy that works for Adidas and that's all they do. But other than right. that, because like there's no magazines anymore. So it's really tough. It's all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to get a job at the brand. Right. For, for every new pair of Nike SBs that come out. That's what so, you're taking pictures yeah. of. So now me and John, we're out here shooting Nerf guns and yep. uh, Spider-Man and we're out here doing it. It's true. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's no <laughs> money in music videos or skate, or skate videos. Yeah, God forbid we fund art, the arts. Yeah, any it kind. sucks. Just Great all expression. commercial, all <laughs> advertising. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Alex, have you been have you been watching these like over the years? Do you do you pop them on every once in a while or has it been a while since the last time you watched a four? Oh, no, I actually I find myself watching the old videos like you're saying, uh, Justin, is like you once you find your band, you kind of stick with them. And it's just like uh, it's just different. Yeah, it's just like because it, when I think about these videos, it was like the time in my life where I was skating like eight hours a day and that's all I did. So it's just like, it's just kind of like good memories. And the way they make skate videos now is just like way different. Like some of the big productions are like, they're almost like overly produced sometimes. Like they'll have like drone footage, which is cool, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. sometimes it can just be like overkill. Like when they got like fucking cranes out there and stuff, like uh, the guy, Ty Evans. Drones. It's so, it's yeah. so interesting because it's like, so you have that kind of footage now because you can, right? Like you can do that. Oh yeah. And I think sometimes that really adds. And then you think of like these 411 videos that we're watching, everything is shot through a fisheye lens. Yeah. You know, like everything. The best. Well, the there's best. there's diehard skaters and you'll probably love this, Sean. There's die because the, the, the camera that all filmers use back in the day when they're filming skateboarding and probably actually snowboard videos too, they use the Sony VX1000 yep. with this, uh, it was called Sentry Optics and they just made this fisheye. And there's still skaters now who are like, I still want to film my my skate part in uh, on tape on VX1000 because it just has a different. It's like it's almost like film or digital, you know? Yeah, right, yeah, right. It's, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. What, what is the what was the media in those? Was it a tape like a mini DV tape? Yeah, mini DV. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's still like I got some friends who are this like who make like this. They don't do it for a living, but they they make skate videos on their side for fun in Boston. Yeah. This kind of skate groups around here. And they still film on the VX1000 tapes. That's awesome. And the, actually, the local skate shop, Orchard in Boston, they sell mini DV tapes at the skate shop. So wow. if you, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That uh, rules. I, I, um, I got to see an Orchard, uh, like they had a skate comp in a bar. It's yeah, not, yeah, the yeah. bar's not there. It was in the North End. And it was like yep. the North Star Bar, I think, or something. Yep. And yep. they moved all the tables out. And then they did That's like cool. um, a game of horse, like yeah, skate they, comp. And it was dope. It was like so much fun because it was just like flatland in the bar and like you one trick and people like yeah, they did it. They, they did it fun. like I think they used to do it like at the end of February or the yeah. beginning of March where it was still cold out and it was just still kind of shitty. So it was just like 
because those cold months as a skateboarder up here in New England is tough. It's just, it's hard yeah. to skate if you don't live near a skate park. It, you can't go every day. So like the, when Orchard put those events on, like yeah, you went to one. So it's just like yeah. people are so excited to see their friends because you haven't seen them since like last summer when the weather was good. And it was just like. Yeah, it was. I can't believe that bar actually let them do that. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was that cool. And cool. I, I know it wasn't the only time they had done it. Um, and then I think. I think did, yeah, they uh, did it for like three or four years, I think. Yeah. And it was like, it was even as somebody who did, I didn't know anyone that skated in Boston. I hadn't been here that long. Yeah. And, uh, but it was just like, oh, yeah, this is fucking happening downtown. Like, it's like, let's go do something on a Sunday in February, right? Like, there's like nothing yeah. else happening. The, the local skate shop is like the lifeline to the skate community in, in any city. Like yep. if you, if you don't have like a, a good local skate shop that is like actively like putting on events, be it a contest or like that type of stuff, like Orchard was cool. They just moved locations, but for a while they had an art gallery on their second floor and they had like amazing shows and it's like a big component into skateboarding. And that's why I think a lot of people, they're like, you got to support your local, your local skate shop, your local businesses, because they're the ones that are going to keep like your skate scene going because there's been lows like within Boston where there wasn't really a, a big skate shop for a few years and you notice a difference like like people fall out but when there's like it kind of keeps the, the crew together you know that's cool yeah, yeah. And I I think the same thing about you know you mentioned you got to support the local shop Orchard does it right I think even though they moved right like they're not just a store you go to spend money in right they support all the events. They had a half pipe, so you could actually just be in there and skating. They had a little pipe in there, um, yeah. you know, a ramp so that you could just dick around. Yep. They had the art gallery. So now they're bringing like another community, you know, an arts creative community into it. And it's like, I think about if you want to run even like a music store, like you can't just sell records or CDs in your store. You have to like have a reason to go to that store on a regular basis because otherwise people are going to go online and buy it because it's going to be, Okay, you, you, you you gotta like give back to the community around yeah. you like i have a friend he owns uh, i don't know if you guys have been to it. it's called troop it's uh in providence it's oh like yeah a, it's hell yeah yeah my buddy is one of the partners in that and i talk to him about it all the time i'm like man you actually like run your restaurant like a skate shop because every fucking week they're having like events be it djs uh like last summer before covid they would they were uh projecting movies on the brick wall yeah. and yeah. they would just constantly have events i'm like that's so smart it's not just yeah. like take, i mean take, that's take, why take. i heard about that place because of the outside movies yeah exactly yeah. they're it, they're not just like obviously they want to make money but they're like they're giving stuff back and it's just like yeah i mean that makes so much sense you know like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. community yeah yep. which i think like skating like you mentioned, it has, it's so much, it's so community driven. Like, you know, you see a lot of heartwarming skating videos of like a kid first time dropping into a ramp or something. And like a bunch of dudes are standing on the outside, like cheering them on, ready to catch him. But they, you know, eventually they, you know, they hit it and they do good job and everyone like is cheering and it's very, it seems very supportive and um, sort of you're, you're backing each other, which I, it's a cool, it's a cool thing, man. Like the thing, the coolest thing about skateboarding, like I've met so many people from like traveling around the world. Like I've gone to like Spain or I just went to Cuba this year and we just like, if you're like a real skater and you love it and you're like into it, like you can just, I've met so many people that way. Like we just met these kids in Cuba. They just like, they brought us around their city and I've had this happen a million times, even like in the States and stuff. It's just like, it's like it's like that community it's like oh you're yeah. a skater i'm a skater like let me show you my spots 
That's when you awesome. come to Boston, we'll show you around. And it's just kind of, that's like one of the coolest things about skateboarding is the amount of people you get to meet. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Super, super cool. Yeah. It's just like, cause like, oh, you skate, like you're, you immediately like, not in a bad way, but you, you know, that person, you know what they're about. You know, like, cause like, yeah. if you're sort of like, there's certain ways about like who you have to be as a person to like be a skater that like, you can just look at their shoes. Like if your you shoes are ripped know. up, if you got, if you got shoe goo, if you got shoe goo on your, on your, on your shoes are all ripped up. I'm like, Oh, you're a real fucking skater, man. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Alex, every, every episode we ask our guests whether or not they think, you know, their picks hold up. So um, what would you say about 411 Video Magazine? Do you think it holds up to your expectations? Oh, hell yeah, man. I talk about this. Me and my friends talk about this all the time. We're just like reminiscing about like 411s. They probably, they've aged even better, man. They're like a fine wine. It's like, it's yeah. like, it's just so good. Cause like, like we're saying again, like the world's so different now of how people consume media and there's goods and bads, but it's just, this is just like a, it's just a, a time in your life that you just always remember and it's just like good memories and that's uh it's that's one thing it's kind of cool you can go on youtube and they pretty much have all of them on there which is yeah. great so i've been watching them and stuff but yeah. I, I can't believe they haven't gotten copyright infringed with all the views they have all the original music and shit on there like i'm blown away that like they're all still up yeah i've always wondered that like how do some maybe you know john how do like some youtubers get away with like having like copyrighted music on their video i don't even fucking know I do not know. Maybe like, I guess it would depend on if it, they're being published like by the actual 411 like yeah. company because they're still caught there, you know, for they some, the some, they still have the licensing, whatever contract they signed was really good. But like, I mean, there are tons of shows like I'll watch, like I watch like a lot of sketch comedy and there are a lot of sketch comedy shows from the nineties that the music is all different now because they just don't have the streaming rights or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know what I read? Maybe I'm sure you guys have heard this already. I heard that Freaks and Geeks and yep. the Wonder, Wonder Years, they can't, they no one can like license them because they just can't get the music signed off. Like pretty much. Yeah. Freaks and Freaks and Geeks all the time. I think like even when the first set of DVDs came out, they had to change out like a handful of songs because they couldn't get the rights to some of them. And like, like I think of the state um for a com for a sketch comedy troupe they had songs on the show that like weren't hits before but, but then the song blew up or whatever you know like became like the one hit wonder for this band or became their number one single and so like the rights are totally different and those contracts if they're not a good contract like 411 might just have like lifetime or whatever indefinite or you know whatever the wordage is um yeah. to sort of get around that which i don't know because there is tons of these on youtube with tons of music they are all under the the youtube name vhs skate tube so i don't know if that's something but um, yeah who knows no nah, i think that's there's like a bunch of random pages where people just kind of like uh put old skate videos up and stuff yeah, yeah i don't know yeah it's, yeah it's really interesting i noticed like if you look on vmo you can put any video you want up there with copyrighted music they don't take shit down no because vimeo i i like in some ways i much prefer it oh it's great the, it's it's far less tyrannical than YouTube. <laughs> Justin, what did you think? It's like we I'm I'm kind of weird about like 411 video magazine as You know what a, it is? It's because you're a fucking snowboarder, dude. <laughs> that's what the problem is. That's I the think problem so. Right like there. all it's I can do yep. is compare like video like the video quality 
Guess what? It's stuff? easier to light in snow, okay? It's easier to get good footage with a bunch of snow bouncing the light all Yo, around you didn't, everywhere. You didn't watch Vancouver 99, bro? That was a classic. I, I watched <laughs> Australia. <laughs> How many of those do you have, Alex? Um, I don't have as many videos as I have magazines, but I probably have like 50 videos. Not, all, not all 411. Probably 411s, yeah. I probably have like, I don't know, 20. There are 67 total. 20 is a pretty good chunk of that. Yeah, it kind of fell off at once like the internet came around. Like I st- I think I stopped watching most a lot of the like my friends even we stopped watching 401 after like probably like issue 45 maybe. Gotcha. Cuz then, then after that it was like internet and different right. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think cuz it was hard to like stick with one skater for a minute and like feel like create an emotional connection to them. I, I yeah. feel like I had a harder time like just Oh yeah, I, I could totally, I could totally emotional understand. connection. Yeah. Hey, you know, I need that. I need to feel That's like you were looking for. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. but like all this shit we're talking about, about skating, about like the world of skating, generally speaking, like team videos versus the four one one video, like it's way different. I yeah. totally like appreciate all of that. I love all of this. Like, I am very in this camp. I'm not saying like skating sucks. I just whoa four one one video magazine. <laughs> from the nineties or early two thousands doesn't, it's not, it's not up to the quality that I, I want. <laughs> yes. I, I understand it. Yeah. Cause I, I was, when I was setting this up, unless you're like, if you, unless you're like fully invested in this, it, yeah, I, I could see they all just look the same. Cause even I was trying to look at it from the out, outside perspective. I'm like, Oh yeah, I can see it. This all this kind of blends together, but yeah, it's uh yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. It's yes. Yeah, it's, it's just like super, I don't know. Like I, to me, it, like it just moved very quickly yeah. before you could realize, like, I, I don't, you know, you don't even know what you're looking for to watch for. Cause it's already onto the next thing. And yeah, you know, they, not that, that any of that's bad. It's just like, that's just was like, not what I was expecting having come from some of the other yeah, more yeah. team video style stuff that I'd watch. Oh, and trust me, like I said, like the team videos, those are like my favorite videos. Like, yeah. I love four and one, but like, like the, well, Transworld, which was the magazine, they put out one video a year, and those were like amazing videos because they were like a big production. They'd shoot yeah. like 16 millimeter film, and like the guys would spend like a year working on that part or more. Um, yeah, so it's it's a, it's a whole different experience. Totally, totally. Yeah. What do you think, John? I think it holds up. I love it. That's right, John. That's my that's my dog right there. That's my that's yeah, my boy. I love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I mean, I I can definitely. Uh, get behind it i wish i knew more about it i too it's sort of like new i knew of it i never really like watched any because i never really thought to watch them on youtube i knew they were a vhs that sort of like went around and people would buy and trade and shit but Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm glad that it's part of my youtube algorithm now and i will be watching more of them for sure nice yeah all right we're gonna take a little bit of a break and we will be back with a um eastern european uh dessert you can start. You start. No, hold on. I think I... No, go ahead. You can start. I don't know what to say. Okay. <laughs> what should I say? Um, hi, guys. Hey, everyone. Have you checked out the latest sponsor? You always say latest sponsor. Whoa. They are the latest sponsor. The latest and greatest. The latest and greatest. ButcherBox.com, SmoothieBox.com. That's right. I was about to say it, and I stopped because it makes more. Sometimes I don't want to look at you while I do these, but it actually helps me to look at you. <laughs> yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Uh, John, what's the code? <laughs> ah, the code. The code on either of those websites is 
Hold up, H O L D U P, and wow. you go John's over there. First yell, and um, it was more of a. I really just came from the diaphragm. I wouldn't really think it was a yell, but I listened to it. You know, when I'm editing them, and I listen to them live here in person. So I think I'm probably the best candidate for a. Uh, you know, if you are my were first to, impersonation. If you were to contract uh, coronavirus, and maybe well, we could just do these remotely if yeah. this starts becoming a problem. That's correct. We could. Um, but maybe we don't want to talk about coronavirus. <laughs> we might date our, ourselves a little bit. In our bit. ads, but um, we can still use this one. You go to butcherbox.com, smoothiebox.com. You can use our code, hold up. But Justin, what does it get you? So the the key with both companies is, uh, you know, ButcherBox, it's all super or like high quality meat, it's, uh, grass-fed, grass-finished beef, heritage breed pork, organic chicken. Different uh, meat and poultry items, right? But sustainably sourced, and um, they hit all those key farmed. Right, and, like it's it's actually like everything about the company. Just very they raise serious the meat, right now. If you could see his face, it's a very good thing. Yes, uh, and then same is kind of true for the smoothie side. Like everything in the smoothies are, are organic, sustainable, comes with grass fed, grass finished collagen. Nice. Um, it's you know, so if you're looking to kind of have a, a meal replacement, the smoothies could be a good option for you. There you go. And you go to those websites, uh, ButcherBox gives you 25% off plus a little uh, goodie in your first month. And SmoothieBox gets you 20% off. Go to those websites. Use the code H-O-L-D-U-P. That's right. Do it. And we're back. Yeah, here we are. We are back. Alex, could you please share with the class what we will be eating today? We are going to be having the Little Debbie Swiss cake roll. It, uh, it, yes. is, it is the Cadillac, the creme de la creme of snack cakes. So um, hot, uh, on hot Instagram, right yeah, on Instagram, uh, you uh, you sort of, before we even booked you on the show, yep. you posted a picture of these and you tagged me and I re, <laughs> I re, I, you know, I put it on my own story because I too am a Swiss cake roll fan, huge fan. I think it's, it's definitely in my top three. Um Shockingly, Justin, we haven't done it yet. Justin might be in another camp. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you, yeah. I guess it depends if you like chocolate and all that type of jazz. Well, so for those at home who don't, we've eaten a lot of snack cakes here. It's easy to get lost in the Little Debbie, Hostess, Drake's world. They all have a lot of similar, cake, you know, snack cakes, right. um, and they all kind of have some of the same things, just called by different names. Mm-hmm. So a Swiss roll is like a, you know, chocolate cake inside, hard chocolate outside with a cream filling, um, similar to a Twinkie, but then there's just like a roll instead of like just straight cream inside. Yep. Um, very similar to a Drake's yodel. And Trash. I don't know if there's Trash. a host to support. Trash. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's calm down, Alex. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is there a? Can you guys think of what is the hostess? Is there a hostess version of this too? Um, I don't know. Uh, so they have like a devil dog, but it's different. And they have the hostess cupcake, still chocolate with cream, and like right. a fudge on the outside, but different shape. You know, L- little W to me, man. Is they're, they're the they're the Nike of the snack cake game. Yeah, they you are. No, Drake Drake's is like the Reebok. Drake's. They might. Drake's might even be Skechers. Drake's, Drake's might even be Skechers. Yeah, yeah Drake's, Drake's might be Skechers. Um, <laughs> Reebok is more of like, uh, uh, what is the other one? I can't remember. Hostess. Little, oh, Hostess. Hostess. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get Hostess it. might even be Adidas. I was going to say, Hostess feels like Adidas to me because beyond Little Debbie, 
as like the Swiss roll person, I feel like most people then start naming snacks from Hostess. Yeah. Um, and Drake's is Drake's is very regional. Drake's very is very England. regional. It's around here. Yeah. Oh, um, they don't have that around the country. I didn't know that. No, it's they may. Anywhere. People just don't know them. I, I honestly just like um, in growing up in New England, I never had a tasty cake until this podcast, and I have now seen them in stores, but it's like totally has never crossed my mind to get a tasty right because they recently expanded so like growing up that's not what you think right what's what's you guys mount rushmore of snack cakes Uh, okay mount rushmore is a top four so i'm gonna go swiss cake roll i'm gonna go funny bone i'm gonna go um orange hostess cupcake so like the orange varietal um or the vanilla one um and then shit i you know i might have to Fuck, I don't know. I because I want to say snowball, but like snowball, you can't really have that often, and it's kind of whack, actually. Yeah, it's like snowballs, like the uh, what's yeah. that? What's that crappy? Uh, the the candy they give you at Halloween, the little like orange and yellow, like uh, oh, candy corn, corn. Candy corn. That's like the candy corn. <laughs> you know I, mean? the I really like a Twinkie. I really like a Twinkie. But they got to be fresh. If you get like an old Twinkie, it sucks. It's whack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about you, Alex? What do you think? Oh, obviously, Swiss cake rolls number one. Then I'm going zebra cake. Oh, uh, nutty buddy, uh, nutty buddy, and then man, yeah. Then maybe I guess we'll go classic Twinkie because it's just such a classic. Zebra cake's a great pick. Oh, it's yeah. Great. So I don't know if these would count as cakes, but they're made by like these companies, so I'm, I am going to include them in my list. But I I'm going to go with a Drake's Yodel. And then I'm going typical. W- typical. I know Drake's Yodels, your number one. Yeah. Wow. That I mean, that is what was always in my house. All right. Growing up, that's like my dad loved them. I liked them. My brother ate like they're right. always in the lunchbox. And then uh, I'm also going to go with a, a zebra cake, or you know, kind of any of those. I loved all of those. Like I really like the Christmas one. I like you know the tree. Like it's that same kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then. I'm going to throw a curve. I really enjoy um, a Drake's coffee cake. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. That's a good I like one. Coffee cake. I like and an then, oatmeal cream pie, too. I should have said that. Sorry, Justin. I hope I didn't step on your fourth. Did I? No, you didn't. Yeah. Number four is actually the, uh, the, I think it's, again, it's a Drake's, uh, the fruit pie. Like those two, like, square, oh, like, the, like they're oh, covered like the, in glaze. And uh, like, oh, those are those good. are like eating cardboard. I, I love oh, those. No, I, I love, love those. Not yeah. not the little, not the little mini pies, but like okay. they're like they're almost like a uh, they're like a hot not the pocket. table talk. They're like not a the hot table pocket. talk pie, but the they're hot kind pocket. of like a hot it's like an empanada almost. turnover. It's like an empanada turnover covered in glaze, filled with like fruit filling that was almost like in the Hungry Man we had last week. You guys um, eat a, somebody picked their snack as a hungry man dinner. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't realize I could do that. Damn, that would have been interesting. <laughs> That's you can come back on. We'll talk something else and <laughs> get another food pick. Yeah. Um, but like that's what it was filled with. So those are my those are my four. So a little bit of everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, because like as far as the chocolate cream filling goes, like I don't know. I really just like, I mean, ring dings, yodels, uh, the hostess cupcake. To me, they are. They're all pretty similar. In my head, the cake of a yodel is different than the cake of the Swiss roll. I, I, oh, it's yeah. way different. It's, it's drier. 
<laughs> it's dry and it doesn't it doesn't like actually taste like cake. It just feels like like a like a weird and it's got like a different color. Like, like look at the Swiss cake roll. The the richness of the brown. It's just darker. It's just got more. It's got more depth. You know. Yeah. The Drake. It just looks like it got like dried out. It was just like they, they didn't want to put all the chocolate in. They just were like, hey, we'll keep that other thirty percent. And you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. Little known fact, I wanted to bring this up. So if you buy the the Swiss cake roll uh, in the box, it's a smaller Swiss cake roll right here. Yes. Yeah. Where if you buy the single packs at the gas station. Oh, shit. Wait, are they actually different size or is it just because of the cardboard? No, No, they're way bigger. They're actually different size. Oh, my God. Look at them. Wow. So also, you can buy the bigger ones in a box, but you have to get the like family size box or whatever it says like that's bigger like, size that's like too that's like too fat too fat for me man so i was like, like buying a double gulp or something out of i like, i bought two boxes of these um we we delayed uh, a recording a couple times thank you gentlemen for delaying i was mm-hmm. working and shit like that mm-hmm. so um i had a box that um you know uh my lovely wife had some i had some but i had saved one for the podcast and um, that night that we weren't able to record, I got home and I was like frustrated, whatever. I wanted something sweet and I ate the last one. Yep. And those were all the regular size or I'm sorry, the smaller size. Um, so then went out and got another box, which that box is like more fresh. It's not yet finished, but it will be pretty soon. <laughs> and those are the bigger ones. And yep. so I had I got to experience both. I will say they the bigger ones are definitely better. Yeah, they just have a more it's better mouthfeel, man. Better, yeah. better, better mouthfeel. It's just you just bite into that cake, man. It's a thicker cake. And I That's did funny. I put some <laughs> in the fridge and I had some room temperature. I just tried one of both. The ones in the fridge were so good. And maybe it's because it's a little bit uh humid out, you know. So the ones that weren't in the fridge, they stick to the wrapper a little bit more. Um That's what, at this time of year, man. Yeah. You can't even if you try to buy like a candy bar at a gas yeah. station that's air conditioned, like you can't buy Reese's are only good from October to like April. Cause then oh Reese's they fucked up though because all of the chocolate that their chocolate literally needs to be like less than room temperature. It needs to be cold for to not stick to that bottom cardboard anymore. That'd they be like the, 60, 62 degrees or something. Yeah, they switched the uh formula on that chocolate and it always sticks to the cardboard now. It wasn't like that. And I hate to be like it was better when we were younger, but Reese's, you done fucked up. Yeah, it, it it is tough, you know. Yeah. Speaking of when we were younger, look at the back of the box. Oh, then and now, wow! A 1965 packaging and current packaging, and it costs 49 cents is... for a box. Wow, that's not even that bad. This is only two dollars. I bought. That's not even that it's true. Much. That's a... yeah, two dollars. One ninety nine. One ninety nine, bro. Like, yeah, not... their price has not gone up that much. Gone up a dollar fifty. <laughs> when I worked at Stop and Shop, I used to eat so many swiss cake rolls mm-hmm. i would just take a box what's the statute of limitations on stealing swiss cake Seven rolls years. from okay perfect <laughs> it's been a while um i would steal a box and like put them somewhere in the store like in an aisle that like people wouldn't really go to or whatever like hide them behind something or like i had someone a friend of mine was working in the dairy department we'd bring them to the dairy department and just like <laughs> every hour go and get two, you know? And like, we were also, you know, maybe getting high at work. So it was just like the perfect combination. John, of John was a bad boy, man. He was a being, bad boy. <laughs> being like hot as hell, like outside, maybe pushing carriages. Right. 
but like also being stoned to walk into like an air conditioned like freezer, you know, and eat Swiss cake rolls and like the most relaxing feeling of all time. Did, what did got they, me through that job? Did they sell at your guys' school growing up? Did they have like a snack section? Because they had like a whole snack snack section, at, 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 and they would sell like all the hostess cakes. They sold Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. You could even when I was in Maryland, they sold fucking churros, and those were damn dude. Fresh no. churro, man. How like, so? Wait, how old are you, Alex? Thirty-five. Okay, I feel like somehow. I mean, you're so you're only four years older than us. Yeah. But I feel like everything kind of got taken away from us. Like every year we were supposed to get access to do something like we lost it. So like, Oh, we're going to get to go to the better cafeteria that has those options or something gone. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get Catholic to Catholic school the- though. Justin, we went to Catholic school. That's true. Oh damn. That was limiting. Cause like yeah. I, my, you know, my, my wife works for uh she works for a private school, but it's not a, it's not religious at all. And um, she like, they have snack like twice a day. She has kindergarten. So they have snack. Um, but they have snack like a lot of the grades do. And she was asking me if we ever had snack in my at my elementary school. No, dude, I, you didn't, I had snack until eighth grade. I went Listen, to the school that I went to. They <laughs> they were hiring parents as teachers. It was it was not it was not a good school. You know, it's like skating by in terms of uh, the actual education portion. With Bro, I had I went to a vocational high school where I went to electrical. Yeah, yep. they had a snack cart. That would come into our wow. shop class. They only did it during shop week. So every other week you skip like regular class shop week. There's this lady, she had a cart and she'd come up and every day you get to pick your little snack and I get the honey bun. It, oh, it damn. So good. <laughs> yeah. That rules. But yeah, yeah I, I feel like the point I was kind of driving at was like, I feel they took away like the snack vending machine. And well, they that took, also happened. They too. made I the soda machine not sell soda it could only sell like health drinks or yeah. something like they took fruitopia away- health drinks uh, yes gatorade calories or some shit yeah those funny people drink gatorade it's like you're drinking a coke man it's no different yeah. it's no yeah. different it's no different uh, um but that's what i that's all i was getting at is i feel like we we were like just missed out on being able to buy some of this like although we did have cookies i remember we were able to buy cookies they were like yes. made on some little cookie oven at the school. Yeah, they, yes. Shit, man. Yeah, looking back, I remember in middle school, they had fucking archery. We were shooting bows and arrows, man. Wow. They, they would never let that happen. No. Now. No. <laughs> no. Uh, that's cool, though. Yeah. yeah. I um, guess maybe high school started to have, like, because I because I went to two different high schools. The first high school I went to, I think, had like a school store where you could go and get stuff. But I was like too shy to do anything other than go to class and leave. Like that's all I did that, at that high school. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then he, um, and then he went to his part time job and stole Swiss cake rolls. Exactly. And then I went to public school and just like <laughs> learned how to get up. high and steal from the job. <laughs> I didn't. You know, I didn't get high until after high school. To be perfectly honest, I never smoked weed in high school. But afterwards, I had I had I had a lot of catching up to do. I think right. so. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's good. There was a whole gang that worked at that stop and shop. There was a lot of people at that stop and shop. Yeah, a lot of people. We all worked together and we all were um, breaking the rules. They must just know that that happens. Yeah, I worked at a grocery store once, man. It's 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 interesting experience. I worked there for a long time, like seven or eight years. I think. Holy shit! A a while. Yeah, like you know, started pushing carriages and bagging groceries, and then like worked in like three different departments and. would help like close, you know, we, we would be closing the store. It was like, yeah, Sunday nights were like a whirlwind or like, or when there was a blizzard, 
we would be a couple times there was like a blizzard, so no one was coming in, but the store still stayed open for you know for whatever reason, uh, because people need their groceries. Probably that's the reason, you <laughs> fucking idiot, John. Um, so we, but we would just like go and uh, we would buy this stuff, um, but we would like buy a bunch of stuff from the frozen department and like bring it over to the prepared food section and put it out on like big ass trays and like cook it all up, and they like the whole store would take a break at the same time, you know. Absolutely. Dude, after like, dude, I worked in the back where we had to cut the fruit and shit. Yeah. After after seeing how dirty it was, I realized I'm never buying uh, pre-cut fruit ever again from a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, worked, I worked in the produce department too. Yeah, it's all like it's all the fruit that's about to go bad, basically. It's yeah, all like the stuff a, that they like chop. A lot up. of people don't clean the cutting boards well enough, so that yep. it's like dirty and shit. And yeah. I saw, oh man, I saw terrible shit. It's like the produce board. trash back there, and it's, so it always smells. You know, like the produce shoot. It's like so it's disappointing. Awful. Yeah, dude. I like to buy I mean, store made guacamole. I can only imagine now. Wow, oh, really? See, I never liked the store. The, the, the store made guacamole is always too like uh, it's not thick enough. It's like they almost like puree it too much. Oh. I don't know. Um, so Alice, we kind of got right into naming our, um, cupcake, you know, our snack cake yeah. Rushmore. What's your emotional tie to this, to this snack? Like when did you first have it And like, yeah, I guess when did you first have one? Uh, I can't remember the first time I had it, but I just remember me and my brother have had a, we talk about snack cakes all the time. My brother in high school tried to start a snack cake club. Where people would just like meet every week and eat snack cakes. <laughs> Legit, it didn't get off the ground. It didn't get off the ground. He started a different club. Uh, but uh, yeah, we always just not talking about snack cakes. And when we were a kid, like, you know, your mom doesn't always buy the box of Swiss cake rolls all the time. So when they did, it was just right. like, oh, oh man, did you hear we got snack cakes this week, man? We got Swiss cake rolls. So it was just like, uh, so were they in your lunchbox when you went to school or were they an after school treat that was basically gone in a day? Like, how did it? How did nah, that more, more more at home? I feel like I bought lunch at school more than I brought my lunch. Probably, um, yeah, more like at home. Like every once in a while, maybe once a month or something. My mom would buy a box, and me and my brother would just crush those. Um, but yeah, definitely a definitely a love affair for uh, snack cakes and Swiss cake rolls uh, between me and my brother. Man, <laughs> it's awesome. good good stuff. <laughs> so before coming on the pod, and like you know the where you. We all kind of went through our box ahead of time. But before that instance, when was the last time you were eating Swiss cake rolls? Every week, bro. Hell yeah. Oh, you're, okay. So this is like not left your repertoire. In any but way. I don't, but I have not bought like a whole box like in years. I'll just buy the single pack maybe like gotcha. once, once a week. Like if I, I yep. couldn't eat these every day, like it's too much. Like even after I bought the box and crushed it, like in two days, I was like, I can't eat this anymore, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. They're so yeah. they're so good. Yeah, and it's just so we put it out there. It's something we like to do. So, you, a serving size is the two cakes in your package for two hundred and eighty cows. Yep, times that by six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There's there six in here. <laughs> Man, I yeah. just ate. I just ate four. Oh my god! They Did go you say down four. It's the first thing I've eaten today. I haven't eaten yet. I rode my bike earlier, and yeah, I yeah, well, you like, can eat whatever you want, man. You 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 ride your bike hundred miles every day. Well, okay. Um, I don't know if I necessarily can eat what I want, but being the first thing that I ate today, I don't feel that badly about eating them. The thing is, is I will like have a a weird sugar rush in about a half, 20 minutes to a half hour. And then if I don't eat real food, I will feel like garbage. So, yeah. Yeah. um, 
I'm kind of feeling that way now because I also, so I ran my five miles today and then, um, this was my first food. So there now, and I had like a coffee right before this. So now I'm like in this weird, like my stomach hurts now. Like it's uh-huh. like, anyway, okay. I'm with you. I understand. You're going to drink a lot of water just to make sure you hydrate. I'm yeah. Not. Yeah. I got to do that. So that's a, see, I, you know, I drink, I drink a lot of water when I, when we took the break, but my break was a little bit longer because I used the restroom guys. <laughs> You know, isn't so like, that's how I feel like I'm getting old. It's like, I don't drink as much now because I don't want to keep going to the bathroom. No, you should be, if you're running, if you're running five miles, dog, you should be drinking, especially in this fucking heat. Come on. I was hot. hot I I had a great, the run was good today. Uh, It's like, good. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I was, it was like not that sunny out. It was some clouds in the sky. It was good. What's your pace, bro? What's your pace? Um, today was like a good, I think it was like 820. Oh, damn. You're you're, going to go for a marathon? No, uh, I once did a half and I was like content with that. It's like, that's like just too long. Like I'm just over it at that point. Like I'm over it at five miles. It was like, I just want to be home. I'm like yeah. done with this. Um, yeah, oh. that's what it was. I don't know if John ever feels that way on the bike. He's ever just like, nah, I'm done with this. Like, I don't want to be on the bike anymore. I mean, sometimes, but honestly, there's few things I love more in this world than riding my bicycle. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. As corny as that sounds, I love my bike. I just like that Queen song. Oh, I want cool. to ride my bike. There it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, Alex, you get do you get on the skateboard like every weekend? No, I mean I don't skate nearly as much as I used to. I probably didn't skate for a couple of years there, um, but I've been pushing around here and there. It's just I don't know. You get older, it gets tougher, and then it's like. Well, that's a tough one. Get, get, getting hurt's expensive. Man. I was just gonna yeah. say getting hurt. It's it's like, yeah. and it's more than just the cost of the hospital. It's like. Like I need all my limbs to work for my job, and like hundred percent. And, a, and another thing about it is like, uh, like when I think back when I was like like decent at skateboarding because that's I didn't have a job and I was just a kid and skating every day. Like you remember what it should feel like, but now like trying to do it now, it's like oh I'm not nearly as good. I can't pop as high. My I'm I'm not landing everything as often. It's just like uh, it's hard. It's hard to go back when you're like oh I remember what it should feel like. <laughs> it's uh. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a progression of life, I guess. Yeah, move on to other stuff. So, not much of a, not much of a secret. This has been happening a little more often on the podcast, Justin. But I mean, I will say, Alex, do you think Swiss cake rolls hold up? Swiss rolls—they're not—they're just called Swiss rolls, I guess. I've always That's known true. them as Swiss cake rolls. I always call them Swiss cake rolls, but I think they. Uh... But it, well, it says Swiss rolls, but then on the left side it says twelve cake rolls. So yeah, I don't... gotcha. And then in 1965, they did call it a Swiss cake roll. Oh, okay, cool. So that's all that matters is the the better times in life. 1965, when everything was so much better. <laughs> Listen, people, their naming people were also were dying on the streets in the 60s. Yeah, for, yeah over civil rights. It's been yep. happening for 60 years. We haven't changed shit. Nope. No. Well, sorry. Um, not to. But, so but, yeah, do they hold up, the- Alex? <laughs> You yeah. still love these things, right? Oh yeah, man. This is like the it's it's the best snack cake going, man. They're they're not going anywhere. Like the Swiss cake roll, they're never gonna they're never gonna get rid of this one. I nope. don't think it's a it, classic. It is a classic. You know, there'll be like some some snack cakes that fade away, and uh, you'll never see them again. But this one's here, here to stay. 
I'd say it's the number one little Debbie. Like when you actually just Google little Debbie, you get oh, the little Cake Debbie roll. homepage and then right underneath it, like the subsets of little Debbie is cake roll. And then like other oh. current little Debbie promotions. You know? I would so, say well, probably, oatmeal pie is probably their second biggest one. I would imagine. I'm going to. Okay. I so. would, I'd agree with that. That's what I would guess because, because then I would remember what I was saying earlier. It's like, after that, any cake roll that you name is actually a hostess thing. Yeah. Twinkie, um, the cupcake. Uh, so Little Debbie has like the chocolate chip cake, Boston cream roll. They Little Debbie also has a chocolate cupcake that looks exactly like the hostess cupcake. Damn. Devil cream is a Little Debbie one that I can think of, you know, and zebra cakes. You know what hostess had going for them, though? They actually had brick and mortar stores. I don't know if they do anymore, but used to be able to go there and buy bread and stuff. And they'd have like a a ton of there was when I was going to school in Rochester, there was one near us. Wow. And and yeah, it was fucking it was cheap as hell, man. Like you could just buy mad hostess stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm curious. They're all owned by McKee. Are they all, all three of them? Uh, all right, let's see. Well, you guys are really, you guys are so deep into it. You know the the businesses. That so McKee the- <laughs> Foods is a hundred percent Little Debbie. It's also it's also Har- Drake's. It's also Drake's. It's not Hostess. It's not Hostess. Right? It's not Hostess. Wow, Drake's and Little Debbie is the same company. It is under the same private food processing company, McKee Foods, out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. <sighs> so to be very honest, gang. Knowing they're owned by the same company and they have been since 2013, I I think maybe the differences of those products between a Yodel and a Swiss roll may be very much in our head. Yo, Drake's. No, no, let's look at the price point. I'm Googling price point on a Yodel. How much does a Yodel cost? McKee, McKee Foods bought Drake's in 2013 from Hostess. <laughs> That's so crazy. That's, that is very funny. Like, and who owns Hostess? Oh, yeah, that's why they had storefronts because they own Wonder Bread. They own Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread used to have storefronts. I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe wow. that's what, maybe I was confusing the two. Hostess and Wonder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Hostess went out of business there in like 2012. That's like right. Remember, we, people we thought, thought we were never going to get Twinkies ever again. And that lasted for like six months. Yeah. Right. right. People They're actually different. changed that. There was enough, like, enough effort in the world to change that. But look at everything else that's going on. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Can't arrest some fucking cops every once in a while. Fuck unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. Oh. What so uh, you know what, Alex? I would love to have you back on the podcast. Um okay. I would I would I would love to do a sort of a taste test of some sort. Um yeah. a compare and contrast. Um I you know this was a lot of fun, but it just makes me think about snack cakes. We did a lot of snack cakes early on in the history of the podcast. And I yeah. think people started like noticing that their picks were gone off the table. So then they went to something a little bit different, you know, and now we do a, a mix of a lot of different. Yeah, I didn't realize, I didn't realize hungry man. I didn't think of that. I didn't really think a hungry man is a snack. That's more of a meal. So it, I so guess you know, maybe happens. I explained it to you wrong. It doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be a snack. It could have been my interpretation was off, but it should just be any sort of nostalgic food or drink yeah got yep. it All right, but i yeah. think what happens is you think nostalgic so you think your lunchbox growing yeah, yeah. up as a kid or what you used to eat and, and right. people naturally gravitate towards their snacks that they used to eat i think that's what 
Dude, I got I, I could go I could go all day with all these man. There's so many, you know. It's a it's a cool thing. It it would be fun. And we used to have back in the studio before we uh, started coming, you know, and doing these remote. The studio had a little bit of a backlog or a stockpile oh, yeah. of all the different because we wouldn't bring them home. We wouldn't want to deal with them. <laughs> we just leave them on the shelves. There. We just leave them on the shelf. So we had like Star Crunch and oatmeal cream oh, yeah. pies and some Swiss roll stuff or uh, not Swiss rolls, but shockingly, I mean, we must have done the other kinds of these. I feel like surprisingly, yeah. we don't. Yeah. But it was good. I'm not going to not say they weren't good, no, so even good. though I'm a Drake's guy. Yeah, you, could just, go the, you could just go the whole frozen food section in in, uh, in the grocery store, man. That'd take you fucking 10 years. <laughs> There's so much stuff to go over. So much. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've never done like a microwave burrito, have we? No. Good. That's something I used to eat as a kid a lot. Those are those are not going to be, you know, as some, like I love burritos. There's no way those are going to hold up to all of the burritos I've eaten in the past like 10 years. You know what I mean? White White Castle frozen burgers. Ooh. <laughs> Yo, those not, are so to, good. Not to those give are that away. So good. Um, I a couple years back we made. I I used to eat those as a kid growing up. The frozen ones, and I put them in my toaster oven, and like, yeah, they were fine. I never like, I didn't Legit. love them, but they were there, and I didn't. I always ate them if they were in the house. Yeah, we put the, we steamed them. We yeah, did them like the in right the, way in the oven the right way. Holy macaroni. They were fucking unreal. They were yep. so freaking good. I couldn't believe how good they were. Like, well, you gotta, blew you gotta, my mind. If you ever go to New York City, they have a bunch of locations down there. You got to go to the real one. Yeah. They have um, them, like, in the, in the Midwest and stuff. Like, you ever go to, like, Illinois? Do they have so... You think you have so a lot much of fast food in the Midwest. Dude, it's crazy. crazy. Like, you think there's a lot of fast food here? They go to, go to the Midwest or go down south. It's, like, next fucking level. There's oh, like yeah. South these... is crazy. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many... Cha- there's, like, chains that we... We don't have more chains up here that we don't have than there are like regional ones yeah, that only right. we have. Like, you know what I mean? Che- Checkers, like, Steak and Shake. Uh, yeah. There's like Bojangles. Those, yeah, Bojangles. I mean, just like think about like sheets. Places. You know, like as a gas station food, like people like go to the sheets for takeout. PM, Wawa, all that sort of stuff. The most I wish they had more. There's only one in all of Massachusetts. Canes, raising Canes, Hell chicken. Yeah. Oh, in in so Austin. Good. Yeah, there's yeah. one in BU right at the campus. It's yeah. like. It's so fucking good. Yep. Yo, or like Church's Chicken, Church's Chicken. There's not even, there's only like two Popeyes in Rhode Island or two or three Popeyes. I'm not a big Island. Popeyes guy. I, oh, I Popeyes rules. A, it's the number one fried chicken. Really? I think so. Yeah. The sandwich, I haven't had the sandwich. Does it really live up to the hype? I mean, does it live up to the hype of like people breaking down the doors? And like, <laughs> no, it does not. Killing people. But it's down. very good. And I, I'd say it's better. I like it better than KFC. I think KFC is so Oh, KFC is the, garbage, man. Right. I can't, I can't. Better than Chick fil A. Anything's better. Fuck Chick Fil A. Wait, what? You guys don't like Chick Fil A? No, dude, their politics are terrible. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Yeah, politics. Yeah, I guess. But their sandwich does taste good. I just no longer. So I have had it, but I do not support them. Yeah, I always forget. I always. It is a good sandwich. Why they got? Why they got to be like that? Why they got to be like exactly? Yeah. Um. Was I just gonna say about uh? There's something we were talking about. Chicken. Fuck. Popeyes. You know. Where were we right before that? Oh, oh, the the mid the Midwest with fast food. Yes. Um. Yeah, they, that's where all the test markets are for all that shit. Exactly. Yes. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Iowa. Oh, oh Iowa that's what gets I was going like to say. Everything. Uh, so, like, one time we were going to have someone on recently that wa- they were going to like make some kind of fast food pick. And it was like, when they said that, I was like, oh shit. Like, that's like, I can't go to get fast yeah. food. Like, I live in, in like Boston, right? Like, yep. it's not really around. Like, I've there's not to- a McDonald's near you. No. There's just been, five Dunkin' Donuts. Wait, where in Boston are you? 
Uh, so I'm in Somerville. Oh, yeah. So it's just outside good. of Boston. So the closest yeah. McDonald's is definitely a car ride. Um, yeah. To yeah, Cambridge. Summer, yeah, Somerville is kind of tough. Yeah. And, like, after that, I, I like, have to leave. I'm getting in a car for about 25 minutes. Justin, after- you're really painting quite the picture of yourself. You are someone uh, that was much more into snowboarding than skateboarding. Yes. And now you're saying that you live in a whole town that doesn't have a McDonald's. That's pretty fucking <laughs> lives- bougie, if you ask me. He lives so, he lives dude, so far from a fast food restaurant. Somerville yeah. took out its fast food. It's crazy. Yeah. There used to be a McDonald's down in Davis that I was, like, psyched when I moved here. And it was gone within six months. That I He's- And then there was a Taco Bell so close. Yeah. And that's gone. I mean, it is now like a different Mexican joint, but yeah. um, that Taco Bell's gone. So the closest that I can go get fast food, but I'm not going there now with COVID, is the mall in Cambridge, Cambridge Side Galleria. Justin's closer to a and our malls are called Gallerias. Justin's closer to a charcuterie board than he is to a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Justin's got like kombucha on tap down at we the do. corner store, yeah. but uh, you can't get a fucking fish fillet within uh, within twelve miles or some bullshit. Well, I'm, re- like I'm really that. just jealous, honestly. There's there's some stuff like you go like to the Brighton, Alston, like there's more over there, but like Somerville, Cambridge, there's really not a lot because they they pref- they prefer to keep small businesses. It's good. It is local that, businesses. That's, that's a lot of neighbors. Like this, if you go to the South End in Boston, it's like the same, same. way. They don't they don't They're have also, like, any like, chains. Very gentrification esque. Oh yeah, totally. because you're keeping out a certain clientele of people by not by only serving a certain level of food, especially if it comes with a certain price point. You know. So I agree. The South End in particular is like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Somerville. There's tons in all price ranges. Gotcha. It's gotcha. just not, they don't so want I'm the all corporation. Small, hell yeah, small business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Small business. That's oh, all. It's, good. it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Wow. Um, we covered a lot of topics today. Yeah. Like, and we're right on, we're right on time. Nice. Right on time, about an hour and a half. A lot of fun. Alex, thank you so, so much. Um, we're going to plug some of our bullshit, but then we'll give you the floor. You can check us out on social media. We are at the Hold Up Cast everywhere except for Twitter, where we're the Hold Up Podcast. Reverse that, but yes. Okay. Thank you, Justin. Reverse that. Um, I'll just reverse it in the edit. It'll be like, I'll just pl- I'll just paste it over, but I won't because you have heard this now and you know I didn't edit it. Um, yeah, then you can give us a phone call, 401-236-5170. You can leave us a voicemail. Uh, ratings and reviews are always helpful. Uh, they help us find more listeners like you. And check out our great sponsors, ButcherBox and SmoothieBox. Justin, is that it? Did and I we got a anything? Patreon. Oh, that, that's right. You check us out on Patreon, uh, at the Hold Up Podcast on Patreon, where you can see these videos and... Um, you know, maybe some other things will be coming. Justin's been teasing a t-shirt, but I do not want to plug this fucking t-shirt one more time. I didn't even have to. John just plugged it for me. Alex. Well, you designed it? Uh, I will make it. made it yet. I don't even know what it's going to say. I originally remembered what I was going to say. I'm going to have to go back to the episode that I said I would make a t-shirt if I got 15 new subscribers to the Patreon. You should just make yet. the t-shirt, a, this a, like a, a picture of your face. Just put your face right on That's the That's pretty front. good. That would be funny, John. Like both of our faces on like the Nope, corner. not both of our faces. I don't want my, I don't, no. You could be okay. on the back. Yeah, yeah. That, like someone would be like, you could get your choice. Like small face in the front, big face in the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alex Gagne, anyway. Alex, thank you so much for coming. Is there anything that you would like to plug at this moment? Yeah, just go out and vote. November 3rd. Sign Hell up for your, yeah. vote, vote out for, get your mail-in voting list shoved up Donald Trump's ass, man. I'm I'm, I'm I'm voting for, I'm voting by mail just just out of uh out of spite Hell and yeah. and cuz I don't want to get COVID. <laughs> so, so.
that's all I want to say. That's a great plug, Alex. Thank you so much. Yep. Um, Photo Banter's the podcast. You can check it out. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, all over the place. If you're in mm-hmm. photography, check you got some cool out. skate videos up there? Or skate no, I, shots? No, I just do – it's like a photo podcast. So I just interview photographers and, like, magazine editors and stuff. Oh, every every Monday, iTunes, Spotify, all that jazz. Hell, yeah, Alex. Thank you so much for coming. This was a lot of fun. Talking about some great shit. That, yeah. Um, all right. Hopefully, let's – whoever finishes their box of Swiss cake rolls first um, – has is the most shameful. It's probably going to be. Me. Th- I, I think I might throw mine in the trash. Honestly, <laughs> that's, <laughs> ooh, that's a smart move. That is a smart move. Thank right. you, Alex. All Thanks, right, Alex. Later, guys. Bye. Bye. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. It's very challenging work.